Hello and welcome to Mad Eyedurs. I'm your host, Sky Joiner. That's uh Sky, not Scott, and it's Doctor, not Mister. I uh I have an honorary degree online. Uh every week here on the show, we choose an idea so senselessly ridiculous, so life threateningly absurd that no person would ever actually argue for it. Then, we argue for it. Today's Mad Idur, Karate Fight, A Wild Beast. Alright, allow me to set the scene. The year is 2003. A young lad, impossibly handsome, hugs the curving autumn-tinged roads of Tennessee in his green Suzuki station wagon. The camera zooms out. Where is he? The Smoky Mountains. His age? 16. His name? Albert Einstein. Just kidding. It was your southern-charmed host, me, Sky Joyner. I had driven up to Tennessee alone to go camping, deep in the woods, and bury the evidence. And in the park, I struck up a conversation with a ranger. He said, You know what to do if you see a black bear, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I said. You play dead. Oh, no, 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 he corrected me. That is what you used to do. Used to do. (laughs) Let... Let that phrase sink in a little bit. So then he said, uh, they changed it. Now you're supposed to stand tall and bang pots and try to scare them off. Naturally. I asked him why they had changed it. And it was because bears sometimes would go up to a person playing dead and just sling them around by their limbs just for shits and giggles. They, they wouldn't kill him. No, no, just, just some light mauling. So they changed the advice. <laughs> this means that numerous poor fuckers got their limbs chopped off and, you know, presumably their picnic basket stolen as well before the park service was like, whoa, 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 guys, this advice is terrible. Now, I'm not recounting this story to suggest discarding the advice of experts, but that is exactly what I'm saying. After all, where did they even study? Bear College? And it's only reasonable that when a respectable body of lifelong authorities amends previous, partially erroneous advice based on new evidence, that instead of listening you tell them they're full of shit and do the exact opposite. Playing dead? Fuck no. Banging pots? Hell no. Today, there is only one correct answer. We are karate fighting wild beasts. Now, 
It doesn't have to be karate per se. Any fighting style will suffice. Jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, Krav Maga, the school of mashing buttons, a Mortal Kombat, kid thrown in the deep end of the pool by his dad style. The, the important thing is only that your complete lack of skills is inversely proportional to the dangerous animal before you. And if you've ever camped Deep Woods alone, or watched that Velociraptor scene in Jurassic Park when you were a kid, uh, a familiar thought has undoubtedly flashed in your brain. What would I do if a wild animal attacked? The correct answer is shit your pants. But, in your fever-dreamed Beowulf-esque fantasies, not that you don't love animals, even the less level ones, and you understand that one must be responsible staying well-versed on habitats and animals to avoid or defuse unforeseen conflicts, you'd never seriously suggest otherwise, you adore nature, you'd never hurt an animal who posed no threat, and you wipe your ass with leaves. But, what if you did take a wild beast one-on-one? Now, normally in the show, uh, I like to delve into backstory, building factoids to provide an overarching context in order to explain the true madness behind a particular mad idea. But this episode, uh, a part of me is just like, uh, you know... Darwinism. I mean, if this idea doesn't immediately set off alarm bells, I I figure you've already got to be the type of idiot that would eventually get wasted and jump into an alligator pit anyway. Ruining the field trip for all those school children at the zoo. Or, or you're from Florida, where the children would also be drunk. And cheering you on. In fact, I love animals so much more than humans that I'm glad the animal would get a free lunch out of it. The animal gets to take a nap, and there's one less idiot in the world with metal balls hanging off the back of his truck. Win-win. So, that in mind, and... Since this episode is basically just an excuse to talk about hand-to-hand combat against nature, let's just lay the argument against fighting wild animals right on the table. You are 100% ill-equipped, both psychologically and physically, to karate fight pretty much any wild animal large enough to make it worth your while. In fact, consider one of our closest ancestral cousins, the chimpanzee. They don't fight predators. They climb trees. They stay up in those fucking trees. If if a grown-ass tiger comes around, they don't jump onto its back rodeo style and become an offbeat jungle book crime-fighting duo solving mysteries and finding themselves in wacky misadventures. Oh my god. Somebody. Please, draw that graphic novel. Also, have you seen a shaved chimp? Under that hair, they are pure grit and muscle. Are you pure grit and muscle? And, and before you answer, you should 
probably wipe that Dorito stain off of your, your pants there. So, okay, Mom, we get it. Trying to fight nature ninja style is irresponsible and totally reckless. Just like you said about riding our skateboard without a helmet off a bridge. Oh, actually, on that note, <clears throat> you uh, you probably should also wear a helmet if you, you know, fight a wild creature. Your, your mom was right about that one. Also, just like with skate parks, make sure you get a rabies vaccine. <laughs> Getting a claw swipe so hard that your eyeball literally pops out is probably a bigger concern, but, you know, cover all your bases. What then constitutes the argument for karate fighting a wild beast? <sighs> it's pretty thin, honestly. Uh, mostly just Darwinism again. So, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and drop the pretense that there is any redeemable quality to this idea whatsoever. Let's, uh, let's just say that God gave man dominion over all the animals of the world, and it is time to re-exert that authority the old-fashioned way. Mono e monity. So, moving straight to the nitty-gritty. If you're new to the decades-old academic debate surrounding trying to karate fight wild beast, emphasis on uh, trying, there are essentially three fundamental choices composing its core. Number one, the habitat. Land, air, or sea. Two, weapon or no weapon. And three, do you have to start with smaller animals and build up to larger animals like a video game? Or... <laughs> also, does the fact that you're comparing battle with dangerous predators to a video game mean you're probably in way over your head. For um, habitat, if you choose water, then that, to me, automatically entails a weapon. Trying to punch a shark in the nose or rub the belly of an alligator while they chop off your leg is a surefire lose. Plus, the uh, kids visiting the zoo on their field trip will silently judge your terrible strategy. Or, not silently, I'm sure they'll be screaming. But if you do go for water, the true sea monster to choose is the Interoctopus Doflini. <laughs> I, Doflini, I don't know why I suddenly went Italian there. Uh, or, in other words, the giant Pacific octopus. Uh, as a cephalopod, they're grouped with the more intelligent invertebrates, so... Right there, you've got advanced cognitive evolution. Plus, they're very aggressive. So it is on. And, lastly, uh, wrestling an octopus looks super dangerous and super cool. You're definitely going to want to commission a uh, painting of it afterwards. Oh, oh yeah, and brief digression... Have you ever heard the word globster? Globster is the actual term used for any unidentified organic mass that washes up from the sea. 
How great is that? Globster. <laughs> Sounds like a member of an amoeba crime syndicate. Anyways, okay, back to topic. Uh, choosing air, however, doesn't necessarily entail a weapon if you're good at landing dropkicks. Be assured, though, that air animals will certainly use tools against you. Crows are so intelligent and so adept at the truly rare feat of using tools that it's only a question of how soon before they figure out how to work a handgun. And man, once they, once they get the handguns down, they're moving straight to tanks. But my favorite story, totally not apocryphal, is a sort of a half an air attack, half water, since it involves an eagle and a turtle, and is about the playwright uh, Echolus. Uh, see, Pliner the Elder mentions that Echolus was staying outside because of a prophecy that he had received about how he would be killed by a falling object. Then, while outside, bop, eagle flying overhead dropped a turtle onto his head and killed him. The explanation is that eagles drop turtles onto rocks to uh, shatter their shell, and uh, so when he saw Echolus's shiny bald head from the sky, well, you guessed it, a crow shot him. Most folks, though, I imagine will choose land. I mean, land is our domain, after all. And the question of employing a weapon here, or not, ties into the third fundamental choice. What size are we talking about? Obviously, with some wild but smaller beast, using a weapon just wouldn't be classy. Badger, possum, a swan... Oh, and really, I mean, feel free to punch a swan anytime. They are assholes. Uh, other animals sit right on the cusp between weapon or not. In that case, always go weapon. The animal in question will probably fuck you up, but don't be a pussy. Nobody is going to commission a painting of a pussy. Well, Except George O'Keefe. And in this category, we can place the smaller primates, all larger canines, really anything at or around uh, 100-ish pounds on four legs. That is not a cheetah. So, let's break this category down. What animals should we add here? Kangaroo. Uh, box them, but watch out for the kick. Also, I'm assuming due to body shape and mass that they're like those old clown bop punching toys that never go down. So, you know, keep swinging. Let's see, what's next? Sheep. Sheep! What is wrong with you? Why are you fighting sheep? Sheep never did a damn thing to nobody. Yeah, come on, man. Get yourself together. Uh, next. Anteaters. Oh, yeah, no. Anteaters totally have it coming. They, uh, they already ignited a species war back in 2010 and 12 when giant anteaters real deal killed a couple Brazilians. I know, I know. Brazilians and their giant murderous anteaters. It's like all you ever hear about the place. Uh, what else? 
Would penguins count in the land category? Nah. Nah, fighting penguins just makes me sad. Like, what's their defense mechanism? Waddling frantically in circles, getting punched in the face, falling down a lot? Oh, you know what? In this category, I'm also going to add a wolf. A wolf, singular. A wolf is a whole other level of canine above dogs, but uh, shares some of the same structural disadvantages. They can't use their forearms like a mountain cat could with their claws. They're uh, easily intimidated by loud displays of dominance, and uh, chihuahuas are descended from them. Chihuahuas. Gross. Now, wolves in the wild never attack people. But you're not like most people. You're just stupid enough for it to work. Maybe even more stupid. Except wolves hunt in packs. So, in order to engage one one-on-one, you'll need to separate it from the rest. Uh, in order to uh, separate a male wolf from its pack, Jim Miller, a uh, lead wildlife biologist at Cornell University, and writing in Nature Magazine, says, Use gossip. Wolves are like popular high school kids, and will totes turn on one another. (laughs) Now, you stand a chance. A bad chance where you totally deserve to lose, because, I mean, that wolf's just trying to pay the bills and send his pups to college. But, uh, whatever. It's not impossible, though. A uh, guy from Saskatchewan once wrestled a timber wolf down after it attacked. It uh, bit him a lot on his bodies and legs and groin, and it was already old and sick and injured, and uh, it really only worked because an entire busload of his co-workers ran up and scared it away, but hey, I'm sure you'll do great. Though, uh, I guess since that dude's already wrestled a wolf, then you gotta up the ante if you want to make a two-minute segment on your local town's evening news. Maybe, I don't know, wrestle one naked, covered in grease? I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> Let's pause a sec here, too, because I know I joked earlier about ignoring experts, obviously being face tiaucious, which is how we pronounce that word in the South, but I have to share verbatim a quote from an article written after the, uh, the movie The Grey came out. And, uh, and I quote, Some biologists recommend making a fist with your hand and shoving it down the wolf's throat to prevent it biting. If a wolf can't breathe, it will probably decide that attacking you isn't worth the effort. End quote. I mean, I can't even make a joke about that. Is it brilliant? The worst thing I ever read? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to research it further. I just want to encapsulate that golden sentence into memory until one day I'm forced to actually use it. And then I'm like, wow, that, that actually worked. And the wolf is just like, huh, touche random hiker. Touche. 
Uh, you know what? We're also going to add chimps here. You've probably heard that chimps are proven to be anywhere between five to a gazillion times stronger than human beings based on a single study from the 20s, but turns out that's not actually true. It was refuted a couple decades later. Chimps are a bit stronger than us and could easily uh, outrun a human if uh, on all fours, but in a one-on-one cage match, an experienced fighter stands a better-than-decent shot. That is, you know, if chimps could speak English and thus understood the meaning of the words, here are the rules. But they don't. They're wild creatures. If you come full force at a chimp, they're not going to assume they're fighting for, you know, a little trophy to put up on their little chimp bookshelf. They will assume they're literally fighting for their life. And they will eat your fucking face. Your literal face. Chimps uh, fight chimps from other little chimp tribes and then eat them after they killed them. And to them, you're just a hairless and uglier version of another monkey. Uh, Other primates, though, you could more than likely take. Uh, Howler monkey? Sure. Maybe an orangutan, but if you touch one hair on an orangutan, I will bust your head open with a turtle shell. Ancient prophecy slash Mario style. I love orangutans. Oh, in fact... You can just turn this off immediately and just go watch Orangutan Island on Animal Planet. I don't know if it's still on air, but you can Google it if not. I can wait. Uh, Let's be clear, though. Your goal here is not necessarily to win the fight. Your goal is to survive. That goes doubly so for the highest danger zone of land animal category. Weapons here to understate the case, are advised. No! Not guns, you big baby. I'm talking sharpened sticks and big stones. Keep it humble. If you want to find an animal without a weapon here, though, feel free. Just, you know, try not to make too many schoolchildren vomit when they witness your gruesome death. So, why weapons? Because in this category, we're including grizzly bears, anacondas, moose, cougars, lions, and tigers. Oh my. If you thought battling an octopus was tough, you definitely won't after fighting one of these animals. Because you'll be dead. There's not much advice that I can give you for this category, except maybe let me record it. Tiger rips head off idiot is a surefire viral video. Though, probably uh, goes against some of YouTube's policies. I don't know. (laughs) You can survive an encounter. Absolutely. There's uh, standard procedures for how to interact and discourage grizzlies, for instance. There's uh, ways to trick moose into thinking you're a threat so they leave you alone. Same with tigers, lions, all that too. Actually, uh, villagers in a region of India tie masks onto the back of their heads because tigers prefer a surprise attack. And they're smart enough to register the eyes of the mask without 
realizing their fake eyes. But those are all ways to avoid karate fighting a wild beast. And, man, have you seen videos of how fast and powerful a tiger is? <laughs> Let's just say that there is a huge reason why huge swaths of the human population feared tigers since, you know, the beginning of forever. Now, is it possible to take out a beast in this category? Sure. Some lady once survived a 35,000-foot fall when her plane blew up. Anything's possible. I just wouldn't bet on it. There are some examples. And there are actually karate examples, too. There was a Korean karate master who fought bulls one-on-one -on -one in front of huge crowds, and he beat them. Bare hands. Open field. 52 bulls total. But this guy spent his life as a hermit out in the woods training to uh, kill bulls, I guess. Three bulls he killed by literally striking them in the face. One fucking hit. But mostly he wore them out and then took them down by grabbing the horns and twisting until their necks broke. His, uh, his first public battle, he actually broke off the bull's horn and it collapsed, bleeding to death. Pretty badass, huh? No, not at all. What, what kind of an asshole decides to go through all that effort just to show off, okay? We know you already fought a bull to death. Everybody saw it, man. That's on your record forever. Is, is your ego just so damn big that you need to go make a spectacle of killing something over and over? Come on. Oh, luckily, though, there's a much cooler example. This was a Japanese martial artist, though. Uh, this guy, whose name I'm probably going to mispronounce, Gogen Yamaguchi. Um, he was put in a Soviet concentration camp during World War I. Thrown into a cage and forced to fight for his life against a Bengal tiger. One which hadn't been fed for a couple days. And somehow... He won. It's like the slaves in the Colosseum of Rome, except, you know, presumably with more vodka. Anyway, those were both karate masters. You, however, are not. And did you laugh at that joke about Florida earlier? Picturing some dumb, drunk redneck leaping shirtless into the water to wrestle a gator? Well, I've got bad news for you, amigo. That dumb guy stands about a 200% better chance of not dying than you do. How do I know? Because he didn't need to hear any full-fleshed argument about how to go kill yourself by fighting a wild animal. He heard karate fight wild beast and was like, You know what? No need to listen further. I am convinced. You can't overthink it. You're either Beowulf, a fictional and exaggerated character written a millennia ago by an unknown Anglo-Saxon poet, who kicks Grendel's ass, 
or you're you. Listening to this in your car while not being savagely clawed apart, praying God forgive you for trying to punch a bobcat in the face. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, I, uh, I have almost no advice for you for this last category. And the advice that I do have for you is terrible. Uh, first, a substitute teacher once told me that the way to kill an anaconda is not to outrun or outfight it, because that doesn't work. So instead, you let it swallow you. Then, when it reaches your waist, because it has to unhinge its jaws, supposedly, you uh, take out your knife and you cut down both sides of it o- of its open cheeks on either side. Uh, supposedly, this was part of the manual for the Marines. And I cannot emphasize the supposedly enough. This sounds almost surely made up. But uh, I have no counter advice. So just maybe avoid anaconda infested jungles. Second, for the larger feline species, the tigers, lions, etc., try to make sure they only attack anything neck or below. Otherwise, you can't have an open casket funeral. Third, grizzly bears. These beasts can weigh up to two-thirds of a ton and will fuck your shit up. My original suggestion uh, would be to throw a stick, distracting the monster. Then, I don't know, hit it on the skull with a heavy stone? You know, he'd still kill you, but at least you gave it a damn good swing. Oh, and forget the remnant. I haven't seen it, but let's just say Hugh Glass, the guy it's based on, didn't come out of that fight the winner. His scalp was tore off and his throat was split open. You know who did sort of not really win in a fight against a grizzly? It was this random-ass dude from Montana, out hunting with a bow. How? (laughs) You are going to hate me for this, but this is true. While being mauled, he remembered a tip from a magazine, and uh, I can't believe I'm even saying this, he shoved his arm down the bear's throat. Evidently, according to him, large animals have bad gag reflexes. So, I guess that's my advice. Don't uh, punch the face. Punch their tonsils? Okay, good luck with that. And hey, you better be delicious. I love animals. They deserve a good meal. Anyway, thanks for listening to your soon-to-be-bitten-off ears. I'm your host, Sky Joyner, and this has been Mad Eye Durst.